We are live from the Anacostia Art Center, from Nubian Human in the Anacostia Art Center in historic Anacostia, Southeast Washington, D.C. And this is the Neighbors Livecast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible. And with me, as always, is D.C.'s native son, the hey. FC3 represent. I'll wait for your eight. Hey. <laughs> I, I was checking the people, checking, checking in. Hey! Son is in the building. I am. And Guest hosting with us today is one of my favorite people. Uh, oh, and she has on a very dope shirt. I appreciate the big shirt. It's nice. Boss ladies in the building. Welcome. Hey. Thank you for being our uh, guest host for today. Yes, you were on. Dave, level. Now, like I was telling her, it's a condenser mic, so you got to you know this. You got to speak no, right it wasn't. Oh, actually. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. My bad. And our guest today is a good friend of mine, a young lady who uh, has uh, worked with me. Um, uh, for a while now, I don't know, about a year and a half. And uh, very funny young lady, she's a uh, comedian and an IT professional in the D.C. area. Uh, Ashley Brown is with us. Hey. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, so um, we're going to talk to her about all the stuff that she's doing. I'm very like um, ex- uh, proud to have her. She's like a superhero to me. She's done one of the things that I want to do, which is, um, well, left a job to pursue your career more specifically, and, uh, you know, that's a dream that a lot of people have, and so anybody that can do that is pretty cool in my book, and, uh, and my book is uh, a bestseller. No, <laughs> but, but before we, right, right, well, some people see it, uh, it's on the shelf. They judge the book by the cover, and that's the problem, though. Anyway, but before we get into all of that, there's some things going on in the city, in the country, in the world that we need to talk about, and we're going to talk about it today. Uh, let's get into it. Now, first I want to start with, did you guys see the All-Star game? I did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I actually stayed up and watched the whole It was game. good. Really? Who won? I was at work. Team LeBron. Team LeBron. Team LeBron. And so... It came down to one point of the last game. Yeah, it was a free throw. Wow. So it was that good. That was that. It was good. I'm going to check that out. All right. So a lot of people have been talking about Shaka Khan singing the national anthem. And I saw, like, the clip. Yeah, I'm a witch. I saw the clip from the, uh, you know, and I don't think it was necessarily that bad. Like, start, like, uh, you know, singers. I work with a lot of singers. I know you work with a lot of singers uh, throughout our careers. And um, she's one of those people who can do things that a lot of people, like, a lot of singers wish they could. And so everybody has an off day. So that's what I kind of chalk it up to. I sang a lot of stuff people saying it was, you know, because uh, it's been documented that. She was present around the time that Whitney and Bobby was doing their thing. So a lot of people would start going in on, you know, all this crack and all this she stuff. Like, it was that not time? that bad. Yeah, she's been around for a long time. But she was there, you know, in some of the limos with the baby. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of people were saying a lot of stuff about it. I didn't think it was that bad. I think she just had it all day. Like, I haven't seen, the only person I've ever seen, like, Every performance I've ever seen, they never like missed a note or had an off day with Beyonce. Like honestly, a lot of people hate on B, but um, like there will be no hating on B on this show. Oh, we got another BC. A lot of people say surprise me. I didn't know this was Beyonce fan. Could have been talking about this. Single ladies, anyway. You know that she recorded her performance, so that's why it was. Well, a lot of, yeah, and I mean, you know, some people lip sync and stuff like that, too, but even in live, like, where it's obviously live, you know, I've never seen, because even people who do that, sometimes it's impromptu, or sometimes they do things that's at a point where they can't record it, and you'll catch, like, if you search, you know, YouTube for stars, missing notes, or stuff like that, it's videos everywhere of stuff like that, 
I've never seen Beyonce do it. So I say that to say every artist has like an off day from time to time. Even people like, uh, the people that got a lot of them, people like Mary J. Blige and uh, John Legend. I've seen a lot of videos of them just not being, you know, just not being on. But they're dope artists and they, you know, have proven themselves as, you know, quality singers. So, I, you know, I think she was just having an off day. Which I didn't see it, but what do you think? So did you like her performance or not? I mean, I didn't say I liked it. You know, because <laughs> being a person who's, you know, worked with a lot of singers and stuff, you Sometimes you just have a bad day and it's a bad performance. So no, nah, it wasn't it wasn't her best, definitely not her best. It wasn't quality. She you know, doing the national anthem is something that singers see is kinda like, Oh, I can do that, so you might not practice or do your sound check and stuff and then it comes back to you, you know. So I think that's what it was. But what did y'all think? I'm not gonna talk the whole time. <laughs> I didn't love it. Right. That's all you got. <laughs> I love Shaka Khan. Yeah, like she's Shaka Khan, right? but no, it was not good for me. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. And that's all I'll say anyway. in reference to that, that she's okay. Shaka Khan. Nobody else asked me, Jay, how they got nothing to say about it. Well, well you know. I didn't see her performance. I just saw Jennifer Hudson's tribute. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, did, I didn't see it. Okay, and I didn't see that. I got to check all that out on YouTube later. So, Jay, what do you think, though? Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Shaka Khan fan, so okay. I'm biased. Um, okay. So with that said, it's hard to, you know, uh, speak any wrong about Shaka Khan. Right, right. But that right. shit sucked. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you know, so the parental advisory. But uh, at the same time, man, it's like when I guess I was more upset, like trying to be, trying to make it all like siced up. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, fuck this anthem, and then you trying to make it all. You know, uh, do you think that we're like that? Uh, especially black people, are, they feel obligated to embellish a lot just because of like Whitney Houston and people who have done it and like. Yeah, cause I mean, off, after and, you know, after Whitney and like Marvin Gaye, it's like. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, Marvin Gaye's the only person started the track. I mean, yeah. Right, this nigga had the whole. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. the 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 truth of the of the anthem wasn't highlighted in those times either. Right. And right. you know now at this point in time with black folks in this country, the 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 truth of the anthem has been highlighted in our communities, which wasn't the case at first. So to have that truth about the anthem and its underlying meaning and its root in racism and destruction. And to still be trying to give this performance your all and put passion into it, yeah, it's kind of like karma. Well, I mean, again, because I'm a I'm a fan of Shaka Khan, and it's it's not like a personal dig towards her, but it's just like I think she was just trying to do too much with the anthem. Yeah, it's like, yo, yeah. leave that bullshit anthem alone. Or, or if you're gonna do it, I understand, you know, it's visibility, it's probably a check involved. Just do the shit, get out. But it's like trying to make it ours. That shit ain't ours. Yeah, and it's yeah. like we already did that. Whitney made it hers. Marvin yeah. made it his. You know what I'm saying? Like before there was a, a, a visible understanding of the connotation of the song. Right. It's like, yeah, we, we made it ours. But now that we know what it is and what it's rooted in, like us trying to make that shit our own and bring it home and bring it to church and <laughs> like, nah, like, nah, what the fuck you get? <laughs> All right, Jay. So, uh, you asked me, nigga. Oh, I was crying. I was crying on the subject. You like, so what you think, Jay? Like, All right, nigga, here we go. <laughs> so, 
Ah, excuse me. <laughs> February is Black History Month, so I want to highlight, um, you know, make sure that we are, uh, we, we're in Nubian human. Hey. Such an uh, Afrocentric, uh, environment. We got to highlight some, um, prominent African Americans who have done great things. And some that, uh, you know, I want to make sure that we talk about, now, cause you know, a lot of shows do stuff maybe like Martin Luther King or, you know, some Jerry Truth and everybody who people know well. So I want to talk about something. Now, this is the guy that people know well, but might not know. I saw some stuff floating around social media about Hammer, MC Hammer. Oh, yeah. The Hammer Man. Go ahead, and so man. I did some research because there was a story floating around that, um, uh, a chameleonaire supposedly told yeah. about, and it, it was misquoted saying that he owned a piece of Twitter. Which is not actually the case. What he did do, and um, you know, I do my research. So, um, uh, what is true was, the, uh, and was confirmed by Twitter founders, is that uh, when he found Twitter in 2011, he saw enormous potential in the platform. So much so that he requested a sit down with the creators, uh, in which at which time he outlined his ideas, such as artists launching careers, breaking music and connecting with fans, which is all staples of social media at this point. Mm -hmm. Things that they got, ideas that they got from him. You know what I'm saying? And he's also uh, invested in a number of tech startups and things of that nature. Now, um, you know, everybody knows about his uh, him being valued originally at $31 million and him, you know, through bad investments and bad decisions, losing a lot of that. So um, today his value is somewhere around uh, $1.5 million. But the truth is, with his tech startups and all that, it's not really stated how much he's actually worth. But um, he's been noted in Silicon Valley, which is, you know, where all the tech stuff comes from. And, like, he's known as an investor and a visionary. Like, he'll come into companies and tell them, okay, you can do this and this and this. And so he's doing really well for himself. Shout out to Hammer. Yeah, for his way to come back, man. You know, like, yeah, he's like yeah. the butter joke. Yeah, and all that. He's doing his thing. that money up. So I'm glad to see him come back around. Like, that's that's... That's yeah, that's black history no, for real. Salute to him. Yeah, yeah, and still does. She's still performing. Still yeah, shows. go ahead, uh, Hammer. Salute, brother. Pumps in the bunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that story shows you that he really is too legit. Oh, too legit. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my. You supposed to be on the hold on now. I brought you in here and had my back. <laughs> so I also want to highlight, you know, we. Talk about people that are out there doing their thing, but I also want to highlight people that are a little closer. This guy's still out there doing his thing, but he's in this area and he's done a lot for a lot of people. And I want to shout out, and his birthday was yesterday, my boy Mo Better, uh, aka Maurice McClanahan. Oh, you know that Santa Santa Claus, yeah. So, um, Mo Better, DCC yeah. philanthropist, founder. He's doing a lot of good work. Yeah, he's the founder and operator of Santa Claus, which is the fundraising initiative. Um, to raise money for Safe Shores, which is a DC um, children's advocacy center that works with victims of sexual and physical abuse. Uh, beyond that, Mo is giving back in so many ways, including paying people's bills, buying people essentials like clothes, food, and toiletries, and just um, that's why they call him the hip hop philanthropist. He's done so much in the area. He's such a generous, giving dude, and he's a genuine dude. He um, started out as an artist, he's a dope freestyle artist. He's won a number like. Um, he set up like battle leagues in the area, won a number of battles. He actually proposed to his wife at a battle, like in a verse. If you look that up on YouTube, it's a dope video. Check it out. Shout out to Mo Better. And uh, we're going to get him on here. I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's a really great guy. And uh, yeah, shout out to him. And happy birthday yesterday, bro. Happy so, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> he brings a lot of um, 
his work through Community Pope and works with Reverend Sunday a lot also. Yeah, definitely. They work through, it's not too many people in the city that don't know that he him. Right, right, right. right. They don't know him, especially if they're involved in giving back and philanthropy, wants to be a part of it. And I always say um, that the type of person that it takes to notice a need and not just be like, oh, that's terrible, people need that. And they go on with their lives, but actually <laughs> to take action and make sure that they need getting filled. It takes a certain type of person to do that. We need more people like that, and so shout out to him. We definitely salute him 100%. And again, yesterday's birthday, happy birthday. I hope you're part of that, brother. We appreciate um, you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, while we're on this uh, spirit of giving back and all this, I want to talk about, I saw a story, um, and I meant to talk about it last That's week. all the people you got? Well, yeah, I just said, like so you, you want to, you got something? I do. Okay, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, it, it, you see it, how he did it? <laughs> That's all you going to do, nigga? <laughs> well, so, it's Black History Month, and I got, I got small children, right? Yeah. So they give them the typical people to study and do reports on every year. Yeah. They're also working in here. You know, a lot of people come in the store looking like for, uh, for black stuff. So, in this Black History Moment, uh, I want to shout out uh, Fannie Lou Hamer. Um, who was an activist in, in I think it's Mississippi, but she was she don't get a lot of like notoriety like the uh, black women, you know that that fought for justice and fought for rights. You know like everybody knows about Rosa Parks and and you know uh, Michelle Obama. These are just the names I'm be, I've been hearing at the kids' school, right. and I'm like, yo, Fannie Lou Hamer is like a gangster. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't swayed by society and uh you know she just don't get no love and she had to endure so much to get people to register to vote in the south um she was uh, abused she had a tough life and i just want to make sure that her name uh remains relevant and uh you know i don't know a lot of facts like they be doing research and stuff like i don't oh, have yeah that. i'm not gonna say because i've never heard that name before oh so, my yeah. god yeah, so, so so please um just for me, I, I would research, especially if you have children, especially if you have young, young black girls. I think every everybody should study Fannie Lou Hamer. Uh, she was an integral part to, to, to the revolution of black people in this society. And I feel that her name is getting lost, you know, when, when we talk about strong black women who have done uh, a tremendous things to help us and help our cause. So that's that's who I think we should, even if it's just a Google search or yeah, something, about Fannie Lou Hamer. Fannie Lou Hamer. And, she, and so you say you don't know a lot of facts about it, but what, I mean, do you, what well, did she do? Well, she, uh, you know, comments? trying to get people to vote in the South. Okay. So she risked her life several times. She was beaten and abused and, uh, you know, just railroaded. And um, she sacrificed a lot of her time she died early at like 60. Uh, just, you know, I remember one time, I think her daughter was dying and they took her to a hospital and they wouldn't treat her daughter oh, at the wow. hospital. And then they tried to transfer her from one hospital to the other and she died. And, you know, just all of the, 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 the abuse that she took, especially being a, a black woman standing up for voting rights and just for people to be treated human in mm. Mississippi in the South. In, in the uh, you know the fifties and sixties, like you know she was she was uh, like a superhero, like how people look up to motherfucker Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman, like she like real life, you know what I'm saying, like real, real life could yeah. do like magic shit, 
And, you know, I don't want her name to be lost. She's so important. She's she just as important as Dr. King or Malcolm X. And, you know, we're like you said, you ain't even heard of yeah, her. Yeah, I've never heard of her. We, we sell a sweatshirt with her. You know, it's an election year this year. I ain't with voting, but I'm with freedom. And uh, <laughs> and, and that, that was her lane, too. So, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> The views and comments expressed by Jason and his his hey, and not that. That's my. I, I, I love that woman, man. She means a lot to me. Like yeah, she, yeah. like she, she, she got the characteristics. Like when people be talking about, like, oh, that's gangster, or like they go hard. Like she is the embodiment of that. Like just a fearless warrior. Like you know, what I'm saying she, she just gifted. And again, I just don't want her name to not be known by my next door neighbor. Right, you ain't had to say it. Like, we live next door to each other. That's what you talking about. You never said her name. No, I'm just, but, well, actually, I, I had to do it. Let's make it. Yeah, absolutely. Fannie Lou Hamer, y'all. Black History Month. So, um, that was an awesome Black History moment. Thank, thank you very thank much, Jason. Yeah, I appreciate you. Just that moment for the day. <laughs> Shout out Sandra Bland, too. Yeah. 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 And, um, so now I gotta go from shout out Sandra Bland. Hey, I mean, I, I don't want these black women to be lost. The names to be they, you know, they will true. erase you out of history if they can. Hey, bruh, like <laughs> I tell you some stuff this morning, but we're gonna get into it. But I want to talk about um uh the Southeast Blessings Box. Did you oh, yeah, hear a story about this? Yeah, so I saw a story floating around social media, and I want to talk about it last week, uh, but we talked about so much I didn't get a chance to. So uh years ago in the uh, Roadhouse near the corner of 4th and East Street Southeast, Miss Velma Hammond, um, I'm sorry, Miss, uh, yeah, Velma Hammond uh, opened up her home to residents of the neighborhood. She ran a hair salon and a candy, and a candy shop out of her house. Um, but what she was best known for was her, gen- was her generous spirit. For years, she would have tables set up with food and clothing items uh, free for those who needed it. Miss Hammond passed away about three years ago, but her spirit lives on through her granddaughter, Wendy, who created the Blessings Box, a scale model replica of the house that sits out in her yard, and um, and it's a pantry basically filled with food and um, and toiletries and different items for people, and it's free. People can you can come in and put stuff in, or you can take things if you need it. And just to carry on that spirit is such an awesome thing. Like I said, it's near the corner of Fourth and East Street Southeast. Um, you know, so I definitely want to um, go and put some stuff in there because that's kind of dope. And uh, yeah, I just want to shout it out. Uh, that, that uh, anybody would, like I said, taking the initiative to fill the need, you know, and that's, it's so powerful because it's um, a living example of us helping us, you know, and, you know, something that's for us and set up, you know, by people in the community, for people in the community, not, you know, so I just thought it was dope. Wanted to highlight it. Shout out to, uh, to Wendy Hammond for carrying on her, uh, her grandmother's, you know, legacy in that way. Shout out to Wendy. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, Easy Street, um, you know, Easy Street from the radio, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, uh, on his social media, on uh, Twitter, he posted a post, uh, Boys Fame posted. Shout out uh, Willie D. Yeah, Willie D is like, do y'all follow him at all or know any stuff that he's like really That's like, man. about the, the, the cause and the mission in these streets. So uh, so I want to play, um, so, so uh, Willie D put up a post uh, of himself watching and then responding to a show called Morning Joe. Now, Morning Joe is a MSNBC show 
um, featuring Joe Scarborough and a couple other people. And this uh, guy, Joe Scarborough, who hosts the show, went on a rant about Snoop Dogg's um, words towards Gail King in the wake of her, you know, interview. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, what Joe had to say was interesting. And then uh, Willie D's response was very interesting. So I'm going to play a little bit of it and I'm going to get you guys' opinion on it. So uh, let's get that up here. Let's see. Bear with me. I'm uh, engineering at this moment. So, <laughs> so yeah, let me play this clip first. Uh, this is uh, Joe Scarborough from Morning Joe talking about um, Snoop Dogg's remarks to Gail King. A black woman who is a journalist, has her life threatened from uh, a a guy who has 39 million people. The post is still up. The post is still up. She faces threats and abuse. Her children are now facing threats and abuse. 24-hour security. She now, Gail King now has to have 24-hour security. And I'll be damned. Have I read the New York Times editorialize about it? No. What's all your bullshit? about protecting journalists when you have a black woman whose life was threatened. Nothing there. Wall Street Journal, nothing. Wait, what what are you doing? Viacom what are you CBS. doing? Where's Viacom CBS? Has the USA Today done it? Where are you? A black female journalist's life has been threatened. She and her children fear for their lives. And you? Aren't writing about this? Yeah, so uh, he, he kind of went off, and uh, he even like when he said, "Well, so you see, uh, his co-host like, oh, but this like, oh, all right, go right, you know." So, but um, I thought that first of all, he's you know this journalist, he's going off about it about you know them not having media coverage, and it's been a couple of you know stories about a so-called um, coordinated media silence on this for some reason. I don't know, but anyway, I thought Willie B's response was really funny. So uh, I want you guys to see. Well, not funny. It was poignant, but I just couldn't really be he is who he is. I just thought it was interesting uh, what he had to say. So I'm going to play that for y'all. Man, go sit your fake ass in the corner somewhere. <laughs> I know you ain't trying to claim moral ground. First of all, this ain't got nothing to do with you. This is family business. <laughs> Secondly, you don't care nothing about black women. Because if you did... After 56 years of life, this wouldn't be your first time standing up for a black woman publicly. Trying to make it seem like it's some type of gender war going on, like it's black man against black woman. Now, partner, this is the black community standing together against the black enemy. You got a black woman who is a journalist, and she's being threatened. Her children are being threatened. They keep talking about these threats that Gail has received and we ain't seen no receipts yet. Which leads me to believe that uh, these threats are not really viable. The dude is just all excited. Like, where was this concern for black women when Oprah was dragging Monique or Tony Braxton? Where was this concern for black women when the police is body slamming and shooting them, beating them up? Where was this concern for black women, Joe, 
when Sandra Bland was hung in her jail cell. Jail does your bidding. And you're trying to protect her. It's as simple as that. We see through your bullshit. You ain't did nothing heroic. I know you probably beating your chest thinking you did something tough. But you ain't did nothing. It was not impressive at all. Just a bunch of jibber-jabber. Talking loud, saying nothing. Man, I'm so glad that the people saw right through you. All that damn faking. Joe, I am an expert in the field of loving women. If you really want us to believe that you love women the same, and you really care about their welfare, you don't even have to start with black women. I got that covered. You can start by helping to solve the murder mystery of the white woman who was found dead in your office in 2001. Sheesh. No more talk. Ooh, yeah. got the bomb on his ass at the end. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Dang. Uh, you know, and, uh, shout out Willie D. Shout out Willie D. He went in. like, And I mean, it's so true. It's like, uh, you know, it's all this disgust and anger, but it's you pick and choose when to, when to display it. You know, and I mean, you know, uh, like he said, it's, it's not what they're trying to make it out to be. Like, I definitely don't think that it was anything about men versus women or anything like that. It was somebody who said something, like I said, in uh, last week's show, when we uh, talked about the actual remarks and um, the actual interview and Snoop and LeBron and some other people who said things about it. These people knew Kobe personally, and so they felt personally attacked by someone who was saying something about somebody who they knew personally and also, and you know, and not just knew personally, like met him, like were, had relationships with him. And somebody is, you know, disrespecting them after they die, you know, and I mean, that's, that's a touchy subject. So you can't just, you know, take that, uh, not take that into consideration when understanding the comments. And then the fact that Snoop came out and was like, he went a little far. I don't think he should have apologized, but he apologized, you know, so. I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, I thought Willie D went ham. Jay, what you got? I know you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought I thought he hit the nail on the head, man. It's just I don't, I you know, I I read through dude Joe with immediately like. I couldn't even really hear him. It was just like, yeah, it was just like a talking head. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you, why are you even talking? Like then for him. He kept saying black. This is a black white nigga. Shut up. Like, well, like, why are you like? I don't even want to hear your voice right. in regards to this. Top, like, it's and just, that's why they had Al Sharpton on there. And I watch. You know, I'm the, the huge believer in not just watching the clip. Yeah. Uh, so right, I went right, back and watched right. the full interview, and I'm like, Al's gonna stand up and say something. Al is something, <laughs> Al, Al, Al Sharpton was there at the interview. They had him there. He's just as well. I mean, I was just hoping that maybe he would. Uh, really? My why hopes why were are you hoping? Were drastically misplaced. That's important. Well, because, uh, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because in the past, Al Sharpton has been painted in a certain way, and that's rightfully so in a lot of cases. But I've seen him more recently. Try to be more, um, uh, do more things that were standing. He did an interview more specifically, um, on the show. I know DL Hughley was on the show. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was, uh, was like one of the hosts. There's a bunch of black guys who were the hosts. And DL Hughley specifically was one person who was like, I don't mess with Al Sharpton. He's not like the type of dude that, you know, he was yeah, very vocal about. why you 
Well, has some belief in this dude. Well, I mean, just he saying. He might have like, to do his research like you did. Well, I mean, apparently not. Because I was waiting for him to say something, and what I, what I waited for was that it never this came. They was like, Al, how do you feel about it? And I was like, this is ridiculous. That's why I have to stand up against black people, blah, blah, blah. And if I preach. Friend too. Hey, stop! You're not in here for real. I don't like it. <laughs> can't stand. But watching the full clip, he just went, you know, just talking about, um, and then they had some corresponding. They, like you said, you don't want to hear, uh, and they know that you don't want to hear a white person talk about it. So they had Al Sharpton, and then they had this other black woman from DC. I forgot her name, but it's unimportant. But, uh, but she, and she's like, this is ridiculous. It made me sad for black people and black women because Listen, nobody's standing up for them. It. And blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, wait a minute, because, you know. Like, what did he say? This is a family issue. Yeah. Mind your business. It's a family issue. And has Gail apologized to Vanessa and her kids yet? She won't. Exactly. She's not like a real person. Exactly. Is she the only person that does not owe anyone an apology? That's like I don't think Snoop should have should have apologized either. Because like you said that I was I called in the Darlene McCoy show last week and You called into a show last week? I called in the Amazon <laughs> show. That's cool. <laughs> so she was you know, taking your comments on how you felt about it. And I said the same thing as you. Like, first of all, Snoop is hurting. That yeah. was his friend. Right. And he reacted from a, a place of pain. I'm not mad at him about that. Right. And I didn't really hear the threats. Can somebody point to the, the, the Yeah, that's what he was like, chill out before we come get you. And he didn't say we was coming to knock on the door. But the thing is, because it's Snoop and he's a black man with power and we money. We assumed it was violent. No, white America tried to put this sense of danger and urgency behind it. But I saw some it. black it just women emotions. doing it. I yeah, saw it's some true. black women doing it. I, but he didn't I, I say agree. we about to come knock on your door and you not safe out here in these streets. He didn't say none of that. He said we coming to get you. That could mean anything. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, coming to get you, but it's, listen, it's, you know. Is, Snoop Dogg uh, is really <laughs> about to throw his life away for Gail? Nah, he's not. And that's the, well, but that's the nuances that they're not privy and, to. And the thing is, man, it's like, the, the thing is, like, because I got a lot of bones to pick with Snoop. Do, do, do. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended out of <laughs> But the, the the reason why it's it's okay is because I can see that Snoop is human. He made an emotional rant after Definitely. some lady jog, uh uh disrespected the name of his fallen comrade. Exactly. And so he just went off. And so but he's also was like, fuck, that's a that's a, a elder black woman in my community and the world can see this right so i'm glad he did apologize yeah. because he was yeah. like he talked to his mama yeah. and black and, and gail's wrong but yeah. I, I can see the hu humaneness in snoop and mm -hmm. be like oh i did this these were my emotions like oh i might have fucked up let me go try to address it but with gail she ain't no it's it was like she's not human it's just like she's a programmed bot you know that exactly. that's hired by by white media, which is why Joe is defending her mm -hmm. because they need her. Like you said, to, yeah, to she does your motherfuckers, bidding. you know, in jail to put you know personas on people to uh to uh what's it called when when you you not really found guilty in the court. 
but oh, the public opinion, public court of public opinion, opinion. so yeah, the like sway the court of public right, opinion. Right, so yeah, she's being yeah. used by white media for that position, and so it's like that's why you got white men all of a sudden after uh, you know two thousand years of existence, like oh we have to defend black women. Yeah, now. Well, like, really, Gail nigga? King, not now? black women, Gail <laughs> King, you know. specifically. Yeah, yeah. So he only knows two. So shout right. out, to, shout out to Snoop, man, like. Yeah, you know yeah. Shout out to Willie I, D. He too. trying, he's trying to do what's right and deal with those emotions. And so I could just see his humaneness. Like I got yeah, a lot of issues yeah. with Snoop, but it's like, yo, I appreciate you fucking trying mm-hmm. to do what's right, mm-hmm. whether it's yeah. right or wrong. Like I see, I see your intention. I see your effort in trying to make things better, and I don't see that in Gail. Definitely, At definitely. All. Yeah, and also I think he, you know, seeing how far because it's. In most situations, it's, it's somebody who's going to take it too far, you know. So seeing the potential for what somebody could have took his words in that emotional moment to me, oh, Snoop just gave the okay to go bust this lady's head. So, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, and so I, I see him backing backing it down as, you know, as as a good thing. Like uh, Jay was saying, I don't think, like, Gail King was wrong. So in that, the apology seems kind of like, but she needed to be called to task at some at some point, you know. And I mean, it, yeah. So I don't think that it's necessarily, you know. He, the, de- he definitely had a moment of weakness. Yeah. Based off of his emotions, like, just think about it. If it was you and I, and somebody you know in yeah. the street made a comment to our loved one who had just passed away, be ready to scrap. We're gonna yeah. say some yeah. of, a lot of the same things, yeah. but it's not gonna be broadcast to millions. Exactly, of people. exactly. So, so yeah. So, like you said, shout out to Snoop. Um, yeah, it, it just came out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever y'all was saying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just really thought that was you know that was interesting that um you know Willie D and if you get a chance to follow Willie D like yeah Willie D's that dude fans, ghetto boys fame wild yeah, yeah. so um, fifth ward like, man Houston, sit Texas. your ass down. I just thought that was the way he came in there was hilarious but um so <laughs> <laughs> back on a lighter note um Loyola High School uh, an all male Catholic school in Detroit has announced that. For the ninth consecutive year, 100% of their graduating seniors have been accepted to the college of their choice. Uh, this is quite an accomplishment um, for a graduating class. It usually makes local news and sometimes national news when high schools are able uh, to do this in one given academic year. So to be able to have this achievement for nine years in a row speaks volumes to the dedication of the faculty and the drive of these young men to succeed. So congratulations to that entire class, uh, the 2019 graduating class of uh, Loyola High School in Detroit. Um, and when, when I heard this story, it kind of brought to mind um, there was a high school in D.C. And in this point, I actually didn't do the research. As I was reading it, I realized I was like, oh, I didn't do all that. But anyway, basically, there was a high school in D.C. that uh, <laughs> that was an all-male high school. And um, the uh, Civil Liberties Union and uh, a couple of different organizations were protesting to try to get females accepted to this high school. And because um, there were some women who felt like it brought up discrimination suits against the school for not letting women into the all-male school. And so um, I wanted to ask you guys' opinion on it and just see because um, it started to seem as if in an effort for um, inclusion, there's always a certain uh, amount of overcorrection. 
You know, and so in this case, it might not be just, uh, you know, citing this school who, like, for nine years in a row, 100% of them have been accepted. And I can't speak to whether it was because it was an all-male school, but that formula historically has worked. And so trying to change you that, know that might be because, it, I mean, it, it, nine years, at least for nine years historically, you know. Oh, you mean worked. for that particular yeah, school? Yeah, Okay. So, I mean, so uh, trying to change that. So do you think that, like, um, uh, in the effort for inclusion, like changing something like that, like an all-male school, forcing them to accept? Because uh, they said um, the story that I read about it, uh, was last year, and so it was the 2018 school year, and so in 2019, because of the, you know, the the efforts of the Civil Liberties Union and the lawsuits that they would be accepting their first females for the 2019 school year. So and they did so, this year. Yeah, uh, apparently so. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So, um, I mean, do you think they're making those changes? I mean, like, it's progress, but is it? You know, <laughs> like, is it affecting like, you know, the for a formula that you know is is working to a certain extent? Or is it not enough data to make that decision? Is there a reason they couldn't they couldn't start an all female school? I mean, I always ask that question too. I went, I went to an all boys school. Okay, and uh, do you feel like that environment was more conducive to learning, or did it affect it at all, or was it any difference nah, from? I, I, I sucked at that school. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it was because there was no girls there? Nah, just you know, uh, well, I my philosophy is a little, you know, different than most. Like I don't. You know, uh, again, as I expressed on the show before, I'm really, you know, I don't really make the distinction between male and female in general things such as like education and things like, because I think we can all learn and uh, and grow together. You know, uh, s but but I, but I, men are smarter though, right? No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not fucking with that, Dave. Right. <laughs> Do that to me. It but, was just a joke. I'm not with it either. I'm but I mean, I. I guess there are certain things that, that gender matter, and, but I haven't done any research. Like I'm not a scientist. I don't have any case studies. You're not a scientist? Like no. <laughs> well, I mean, I am a scientist, so I don't have any case studies in regards to um, development, educational development, specifically based on gender. Um, so I don't know what the need or what caused folks to be like, nah, we got to have girls in the school. I don't know why. Uh, because, like, when I was at a boys' school, there were several all-girls schools. Right. Like, you know, so it wasn't like, oh, women can't get educated. It's like, you know, why do you want to go? I, I, I don't understand it, beca only because I don't think that there will be a, a educational um, hindrance. Right. Um, with either way, if it's co-ed, if it's all males, if it's all female, like, if you did learn a specific, you know, uh, curriculum, I think you're gonna learn it or not, regardless of who is there. So I I, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird uh, case to understand because I don't know the motive of why that they wanted girls in that school. Is it because like oh we want girls to graduate 100? Like I I just don't yeah. know the motive, so I can't really give any. That's yeah, where I am. I need to do. Yeah. I need to do my research. Yeah, you gotta get your Dave on. <laughs> yeah, so. Because I just want to know why do they have to go to that school? Right, yeah. I mean, why yeah, can't they yeah. take the formula and create something for girls since it's working? Or all right. schools. Why do they have to infiltrate? All the regular Definitely. schools that exist. Definitely. Like, whatever formula you get, let's Definitely. put it in the. Yeah. But why do, why, yeah. why do they, ha why do they go through so much and spend so research, much money babe. on getting the girls in that school? Why not? Yeah. 
So um, don't I don't I don't know. I'll find out for you though. Like, <laughs> Join us on our next show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, no. it's it's on Dave's like, research. Can't they, can't they have what they what they? I think so. You know. So um, so it's been well documented that uh, Jason doesn't um, participate in in holidays. But since I have two people here who probably um, who um, more than likely do. I want to talk a little bit about. Don't um, know y'all like I well, gonna push it on y'all. Yeah, y'all because but watch this first though. Of all, I need to hear which you, where you're going first. <laughs> it's uh, Rosh Hashanah. It's not. I'm just playing. But um, see, uh, but yeah, Valentine's Day just passed, right? And so uh, we, I was trying to talk about it last week, but uh, I couldn't really because uh, nobody really celebrated Valentine's Day. Did you guys have a good Valentine's? Did you have a good Valentine's Day, you and your wife? Um, I did. So for me, it's not really just Valentine's Day because. Um, I, I I spoil my wife all year. We Aww. do that type of stuff all year, but it's just the the thing of just like we're hanging out, you know, especially with my new schedule. So we did a little day thing where we we went to the movies, got something to eat, and then we came home and just chilled out. But it's not necessarily about Valentine's Day. It's just about for us, um, just spending that quality time together and just you know growing together. So we just hang out, you know, we we, we homies. But see, you you're married though, so you say it's not about Valentine's Day. But if you hadn't done nothing. If I hadn't done anything, she would have been just fine. She just shot you in the face. You laughed. You making her look good, and I appreciate no, it. But no, no I'm just playing. I don't. You know, I'm just playing. I don't. And shout out to her because she let me know that the sound wasn't popping. So uh, yeah, because uh, I had to uh, adjust the music. That sounds shout like a wife. To, yeah, right. You know your right. sound. I, I can't even hear you. God Tell damn. that nigga right. to get it. No, I'm just playing. Turn it up a decibel, please. Damn. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You but uh, that. I can't hear y'all. Right, right. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but boss lady, did you do anything for uh for Valentine? I did, but just I ain't gonna like, put you on the spot. I don't want to like, like you know. Just like you, um, something happens. Like, I did. People were asking me what we were doing, and I was like, "Listen, if he don't plan it, nothing." Because I just would like to stay in the house and stay in the bed. It's gonna be cold outside. Like I'm tired. You say that, but I still feel like if he hadn't done we, nothing, we ended up at one of our local watering holes in the back room. Just kicking Uh-oh, it. in the back room. Oh, oh no. no, not like that. Okay. No, but, uh, no, just but that's cool, though. But, you, but it was something. That's cool. Yeah, that's we, cool. Like, we were just hanging out. That's great. Yeah, so I just wanted to see if, you know, regular people do stuff for uh <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we did have cards that said Happy Valentine's Day. But, like, okay. you know, we do stuff all the time. Flowers, candy, any stuff like that. Yeah. No, Maybe not the chocolate covered strawberries all the time because I'm not about to make them myself. But okay, I understood. <laughs> it's a chore. I feel. Yeah. Do, do, do you know Patrice is in the hall commenting on all this shit? I was wondering she why is. she wasn't coming in. She oh, she's right to, there. She says she's cool, but oh, tell it's her, fucking tell hilarious. Tell her get in here, man. No, no it's, the funny <laughs> shit is that she's <laughs> commenting like I didn't know she was here. Old. Come in here. She's been here the whole time. People want to see you, and she's on her phone like. <laughs> what is this nigga? Well, read what she's saying. Like, if, 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 if she wasn't popping up on my on my line, it wouldn't be as funny. So Patrice, like, come in here. What are you doing? Stay out there. It's, it's funny. You can okay. Hi, right. I wanted to come. Come in here. Join us. We'll make room for you. She's That's what she like the correspondent. Right she's okay. like the correspondent. You know, I like the NBA analysis. Be side on the side. She's on the street. Yeah. Like in the huddle. Like she in the huddle right now. All right. Hey. You know, wanted to hear her comments. See, I see her in the corner now. I didn't see her at first. I was looking for her. Shout out to she, uh, she didn't come in hot today. Here she come. Here she come. We got the doors locked. She ain't coming. Oh, well, let her in. Yo, open the door, Jay. Come on, man. <laughs> Squeeze her in here. Come on. Yeah. 
<laughs> trying to be all tired. Come on, she about to come in and cuss everybody out. No, I'm just playing. Hey, how you hey. doing? Miss Fruit herself, <laughs> personal trainer and fitness guru, Miss Fruit uh, You didn't say anything about your Valentine's Day day. Well, I was working all Valentine's Day. Of course you were. Yeah, no, I was. You're I always was, working. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm glad that you know and understand <laughs> that that's, work is my life. I have two jobs, and then I um, run a... Um, a show called uh, <laughs> <laughs> What We're Doing Right Now. And uh, yeah, so that was my Valentine's Day. But uh, but yeah, I did um, do the basic purchasing cards and flowers and things of that nature. Are you going to talk about the movie at all today? The what? The movie, the photograph. Oh, th- that's a great idea. I haven't seen it yet, but I would love to. Have you seen it? I did. Okay. You saw Valentine's Day? I saw that on what Saturday. No. <laughs> Why does he sound I'm like he's talking to a kid? What are you doing with that? No, <laughs> she is a grown doing woman. Some kid Jay. like shit. Like a oh, black woman doing was this. No. <laughs> She's about to do some kid shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the photograph. Go the ahead. Photograph. I'm sorry, did, did, did you like it? I don't want to spoil it. It was great. Um, it was great. Yeah, talk a little bit about it while I get a microphone. For I could have used. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I thought I was close. I could have used about 30 more minutes of the movie. Like when it went off, it just went off, and you was like, "Wait, that's it." But I thought it was a great movie. Chocolate people on the big screen. Nobody dying violently. Like, and it was just. It was just a good storyline for me. But I'm not gonna spoil it for y'all because it's only been out for a few days. So I come back next time. We'll talk about it in detail. That wasn't enough. Keep talking. Come on. <laughs> I can't give it away. You saw it? No, I didn't see it. My, uh, my wife does want to see it, so I guess we'll okay. check it out. It's only an hour and 45 minutes. That's oh, that's yeah, it? I, okay. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, what'd you think? Hey, you're going to be all fine. Excuse me. Um, it, was, you, it was all right. You wanted to go see it? Nah, I'm, I got I'm I got in invited. Awe. No, no, no. I got it. I got invited. Uh, I went to a special screening before it came out oh, with uh oh. with Bowie State, Bowie State University. Shout out to Bowie State for uh, inviting your boy. So we saw the screening of it before it was released. I mean, I'm about to say, should we just try? I got it. It's right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is that long? Patrice alone. We don't want to just try. Isn't that that long? Oh no, I didn't. Know. Okay. 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 Right. okay. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, the photograph. It was. It was alright. It was. I, you know. So what was supposed to happen? So was it missing something to you? Or? Well, I mean, it was a good story. Like it was. Okay. It was good. It was. It was done well. But it's. You know, I'm a filmmaker, so I'm real. I pick apart films. But it was done well. The acting was done real well. The cinematography was, you know, it was just, it was boring. <laughs> See, there it is. There it is. There's but, the Jason. No, no, no. But I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that negatively. But sometimes, sometimes boring. He say it's, it's boring, good. but I'm not saying that negatively. It's not. It's not. Like I, I preferred it that way. I didn't want all of this crazy, you know, trauma coming through and all this mad loops and shit to happen. It's like, oh, okay, it's a fucking love story. This dude likes this girl. They got issues. They talk about shit. They fall in. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a fucking love story. It's nice, plain, and simple. It's black people. I liked it. I'm just saying, that's good. It, was, it, that's was just, good. it was regular as fuck though. But so do you think it's, it's um? It was a little refreshing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I what agree. I was gonna ask. I agree. Like, because because they say it's not a lot of. Because you know, I mean, you could count on one finger the uh, <laughs> the amount of like real 
true black love stories like Love Jones or yeah, so you know what else is there? Love Jones and yeah, like Love Jones no drama in and Love Jones. And the dramatic love and Did you see? Oh, Love and Basketball. Um, the right. black right. people stuff. Hey, man. Love and hip hop. That's a whole bunch no, of shit, uh, man. If you go back to brown like sugar, mahogany, lady sings blues. Oh God, yeah. drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's yeah. Drama, but I mean, it's black love. It was good. Hey, let's keep it one billion. You'll watch it. One billion. One, one billion. I mean, all of us have been in relationships, right? We're yes. all black, and there's been fucking trauma. Yeah, so, oh, so you're saying it's we true. We come in with trauma. So all I'm yeah. saying is it's not this far-fetched Hollywood idea that, you know, uh, uh, strengthening black love and fortifying black relationships is going to be super great in the midst of fucking racism and murder and oppression, and we're just going to have these beautiful-ass relationships <laughs> and not deal with all of this trauma that this society is causing us every second, every, you know, and so all of a sudden our relationships are just going to be all joyous and blissful. So, yeah. I, I, But I do think the movies yeah. help, help that, though, because, uh, you know, art imitates life, and life in turn imitates art. And so giving, po- giving positive depictions of black love, of what it could and can be, um, I think it's helpful for agree, for the Dave. community because we don't see it enough, and so that the, the images that we do see are so skewed and such a, um, a, a caricature of what black life and black culture and black love actually is that uh, the younger generations now think that that's what love is—that love is you know hooking up and cheating. Well, and getting I don't know back if to, that's you know. due to the images on TV. Well. Definitely yeah. the radio. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, but TV, because, right, because it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah. manufactured. But, you know but when saying? they go outside, they see the wildest shit ever. When they go outside in their own community without turning on the TV, without turning on the radio. And it's a lack of balance, though, because yeah, I think I growing up, we saw some of that wild shit, but we had the balance of seeing also the Hustables and seeing, like, you know, um, different depictions of actual quality relationships. And, it, and it's... Well, that, but you can't, but see, and that's another thing, separating the character from, I think, you know, Cliff Huxtable did, uh, you know, um, worked wonders for the black community as a whole. Bill Cosby, and Bill Cosby did too, it's just, he also, um, you know, raping women, which is, you no, know. So, <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm, well, interject. So well, I'm no, interject. actually, he I'm didn't rape nobody. Yeah. But, so I'm going to take it away from true. Bill. Um, but just to, to add, it's so funny that we are so... It's like trauma in relationships has become normalized because it's what, to your point, it's what we see all the time on television. I haven't watched TV in 10 years, but just from the shows that you hear of and the, the, the movie trailers and stuff, we're used to trauma being depicted in relationships yeah. via TV and the, and the music, which pretty much tell us how to traumatize one another and we're being programmed. So I've heard a few people mm-hmm. saw the movie and then say, you know, it's boring, this is, you know, it's nothing really, it's just like a boring love story, but lo- love stories are not boring. That's how they're supposed to be. And that's, you know, of course they're what we make them, but um, minus the trauma, it shouldn't be boring. It's, it's how it's, you know, if, yeah. it's, if it flows, let it flow without the trauma, you know? I think we all bring trauma to, to the stage in a relationship and we are supposed to, and this is, my opinion we're supposed to help each other through the trauma the woman is supposed to help the man through the trauma the man is supposed to help the woman through the trauma and that's how you grow um within your relationship but also within a community but that's not depicted on the big screen 
as much. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but that's uh, why I say I, I like the movie. That's why I wasn't being negative it, when I said, said it was boring. It, it was mean, a good I, boring. I, like well, thank boring. God, thank God, it's fucking boring. Like well, boring. You. Well, I mean, but boring is it has a con- uh, negative connotation. So you could just I say was, it wasn't action packed. It wasn't well, like shooting saying, scenes well, okay. and killing and murdering. Everybody's just coming off a of Queen and Slim. I still ain't even seen Queen and Slim. Except your wild ass. So, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, so it was refreshing to Wait me. Wait a minute, like, everybody oh, else here seen Queen and Slim? Y'all seen it? I plead the fifth. I did. I saw <laughs> well, I'm that's a, why so you here. You, you redeemed yourself. It's just you like, back, oh. boss lady. You back. No. So that's why I say it was it was a refreshing, boring. Like okay, oh, okay. Yeah. they just falling in love. It's no like. Nigga gonna come out with a gun and shit. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, like, oh, okay, I can appreciate this. I'm gonna tell you what Queen did. My review, I said nobody, no violence. Like, yeah, yeah. on the screen with no violence. Yeah, so I appreciate it. Yeah. And what were you gonna say, Patrice? No, what about spoiling the movie. Go ahead. Well, no, I actually haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay, I do good. plan right. to see it. Um, but I was gonna reference Queen and Slim. The thing that I didn't like about that love story is that I feel like the man was depicted as a weak black man oh. the woman was running a show and i didn't like that um, mm. i, I want to see more movies where our brothers are depicted as the kings oh, that they are it's, it's a tall order <laughs> it's, it's a tall order in hollywood bro. yeah they're yeah. trying, they trying to destroy us yeah. so you, you could be strong nigga but put this dress on real quick but so patrice i want to talk because you said something interesting you say you haven't watched tv in 10 years and nah, I, I hear no people say that they don't watch tv uh, a lot but i know like so what do you read do you what do you do you, i do read. i read she work out they work and out I, all I the time. I know you're no, working seriously. out all the time. I read, I work out, and I vibe with the people around me. I don't watch anything uh, anything on TV, nothing mainstream ever. I, I haven't had cable in years. My son is 14. People say they have it for their kids. No, he ain't got it either. Oh, um, okay. So I think... You know, but no Judge Judy, no nothing. No. I don't you watch and any. Judge you Judy. and Judge hey, Judy, look, you, like, you just like her butt. Then, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Jay <laughs> was the one who said, said she was. Jay said. Me, both of y'all said. Jay said. That was Eddie B. Eddie B. Was said Eddie. it was Jay. Yeah, we stamped it. it. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 I mean, do, but no, I just I didn't I, put it on. It's an interesting show. I just you know. But anyway, I was just that's interesting that because. Uh, television is such an integral part of society in 2020. So it's whenever I meet somebody who'd be like, I don't watch TV at all. I didn't wa- start well, watching TV till last year. I, for like but, 20 years. Yeah. But you watched TV. I watched uh, sports. I, watched, I used to yeah. watch but that's, well, I like, It was on uh, no, but what TV, I'm saying, nigga. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, like, I haven't watched. I missed all of the programming that people talked about, like, for years. And mm-hmm. I, just start, I just started watching TV last year early last year after okay. literally about 20 years what did yeah. you watch yeah. what, what was I your first show back <laughs> it was uh it was game of thrones okay oh, okay. oh yeah you talked yeah. about because yeah. uh, you know, uh, i had this scenario so put you yeah yeah but i got this dude he's like a, a shaman or he was like yo it's the scene in this series on tv i was like nigga you know i don't watch tv he was like yo if you want to get to the root of what you came to me asking me about there's a perfect analogy in this show. But and the nigga, he didn't are. even know what season. So I had to watch all of the shit. But then I was hooked. I was like, oh, this shit is like that, nigga. And now I'm back. I watch television again. So, okay. so, like, so I have never seen Power. I have never seen <gasps> no, I'm just any of it. It was a series with Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington, scandal. I never saw scandal. I watched I the first two seasons of Scandal, yeah, but it went, yeah. it went downhill. She it started crying a lot. Maybe didn't focus. Yeah, it. It. it just got it bad. Did get bad. 
yeah, yeah, after, she stopped even doing that. like what she's supposed to have been like a fixer. She yeah, stopped fixing stuff. stuff. And then it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, so, but then you watch like The Wire and all that stuff because I ain't watch. Here we go with The Wire. What? I still ain't watched it yet, but I did start. You remember? I think the Dang, last time you were here. To start like Hold two on, years ago. but look, you, the last time you were here, we talked about it. So we talked about a couple of shows that I was supposed to because I'd never seen The Wire, uh, The Sopranos, Dexter, and it was something else. But I started watching this, so I started with The Sopranos. So I'm in like the fourth season. It's a pretty good show. I'm enjoying it. They Italians are racist as hell, but <laughs> Sopranos is alright. It's not a bad show. Like the 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 writing is good. Like as a, you know, as somebody who's involved in the filmmaker process, like uh, you know, I respect the you know the uh, depictions of growth and certain things um that they did with the storytelling but yeah it's, it's a pretty good show so I'm, I'm gonna finish it out and then i'm gonna go to the wire and then i'm gonna watch the so I'm gonna, I'm gonna check this stuff out just to see if all the hype is what it's supposed I'm to be gonna send like you, i'm gonna send you my alias twitter page and all of my tweets about the wire alias okay you got a top secret alias twitter page <laughs> kevin durant out there she's such a, such a fan account. of this right, <laughs> that she had to make an alias account I haven't tweeted anything since The Wire came on like three years ago in HD. I haven't tweeted okay. anything from that page since then. So I'm wow. on one of them episodes, Dave. See if you can find me. It's, you it's tough. For real? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, way, I'm way in the cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was an extra. That background way was in the cut. cut. <laughs> he was yeah. an extra, extra. All right, I'm going to look for you for real. You know, we, Good you luck, know, man. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, I told you about my, uh, 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 what was it, uh, House of Cards. Situation. Yeah, I didn't believe you. Really right, yeah, because nobody could look. So uh, I was, I was so excited. I just came off the Pizza Hut commercial, and so I got the call. They like, okay, you're gonna be an extra in the House of Cards. I'm like, bet. So I go up to Baltimore. I'm up there for three days filming these scenes, and I know the camera seen me at one point. So I got all my friends together. Everybody's in the house. My mom is there. We watching TV. I'm like, okay, here it come. And it's like a scene right before the credits start at the beginning. It's one of the little. Um, uh, in the beginning before, you know, the show starts, they give you a little piece of it first and then the credits come on. So uh, just as they pan out to the street, I step out into the street, right? But as soon as I step out, you see my leg and then it cuts to the credits. Uh, so I'm like, uh, and, like and then people ain't even believe me. I'm like, well, that was me. That was my leg. Even my mom was like, that wasn't you, nigga. What are you talking about? I know your leg. I right. made your leg, right. nigga. That ain't your leg. So, yeah, that was my uh, So yeah, yeah. I had to pause. I had to pause the DVD to find me. Oh, there I am. In, in real speed, you can't see me. You can right. stop that motherfucker. Like, there I am. Yeah, <laughs> one of in my slow high school classmates was on The Wire. He was one of the drug dealers, but he didn't have a whole bunch of Shout out to The Wire, man. Yeah, yeah, He's for employing a lot of black people. All American yeah. now. Yeah, I didn't want to watch The Wire because I had friends in Baltimore, and so I was up there, and so I seen The Wire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Seen shout out to Baltimore, the real live Baltimore. That's what you know? J.O. said. Hmm. He said yeah. he lived it. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's it. Baltimore is real, Duck, nigga, You know, but uh, but yeah, it's it's still a beautiful place. I'm glad they're Troy coming. Troy said you sound like you only watch Jeopardy. I watch Judge uh, Judy is Judge it. Judy, but no, I, 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 Jeopardy is a good show too. You ever watch Jeopardy? They had some interesting questions. Shout out to Alex Trebek. Anyway, uh, <laughs> y'all don't watch Jeopardy. Everybody, when I said do y'all watch, everybody was like. They had the citizen. nigga no face. That's right. You like an old ass nigga, Dave. That's the senior citizen. Hey, look, I'm turning 40 this year. Is that, is that old? Looking at younger than the But you got like a 60 year old. Nah, I don't. She said, I watch Younger the Wrestlers too. Nah, I, right. Yeah, you know, Victor been playing that character for like 30 I didn't, years. Look, like, Yo, my mother nigga. be watching. I came in one day Grandma, and he was on there. Nigga, Victor's still like, here, nigga. You know, that's one of them people that's like, you, you 
he, still alive? he deserves some type of award. I don't know. For just nigga. being at a for perfect for the, attendance, right? Like just for I've watched this nigga my whole life by default. Like, right, right, I right. I know the nigga name. <laughs> like, right. In every household I've been through through my childhood, I've seen this nigga on the TV. Oh yeah. So right, we, right. we should do a special neighborish uh, about like, Hall about of Fame Victor from for this nigga Victor. Whoever the fuck this nigga. We are not doing is. a show about this white dude. I Why promise not? you, not in <laughs> not in Nubian human. Not that's true. That's true. Thanks for reeling me <laughs> in. Right, baby. right. All right, that's my bad. If we do that. We got to go downtown somewhere and shoot in the studio. But uh, but yeah. So um, I definitely want to talk to uh, our guest. Hey, Ashley, because she's um. Like I said, a, a very funny person. You're going to see her a lot coming up here in the future. Um, her uh, comedy career is exploding all over um, uh, uh, Andrew's Air Force Base. Okay. And, uh, How about he's speaking it into existence? <laughs> right, yeah, that's what we do. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, she, she did something that, um, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do. And uh, Patrice actually uh, speaks to it whenever I talk about it because you also did it. Uh, left the nine to five to focus full time on your awesome. career Thank goals you. You. and so it's uh that's something that uh at what point did you realize that that was what you wanted to do like or like what prompted you to make that move to be like look i'm gonna dedicate more time to you know perfecting this craft i really looked around and saw that like i I've, I've wasted some time because there's a lot of things that I want to do. And then I was like, man, I'm, I don't have the time to do it. And then I, I talked to my wife, and she was just super supportive. and was like, well, whatever you want to do, let's just do it. Because, you know, you shouldn't have any regrets in life. So. That's dope. To have somebody that, you know, supports you. Because, I, you know, we uh, I told the story on here a couple of like a couple of months ago about an artist that I work with who uh whose girlfriend was like all right nigga that's it it's time for you to reel it in and shut it down and uh you gave it a good try no you gave it a good try but look here we got so I mean to have somebody how long has your attempt been thus far like how long has it been since you like left your job like yo I'm doing this this is my lane I am on week two Today. I, I oh, just so let's hear from your wife in year two <laughs> <laughs> and and like I said and like I oh I'm sorry wait but I've also, because um, my wife is also 40, and I'm 31. Okay. So when we got together, I was 24. Mm-hmm. So I've also been through a lot of different changes, careers, and, oh, I want to do this, and then they don't work. So she's been along for Oh, so she used to it. Yeah, she used to the ride. <laughs> she used to the ride. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. on, baby. Do yeah. what you, do what but, you got um, to do. Right. One, I've always been consistent, because I've, I've been in IT since I joined the Army. So that's always what's been keeping things flowing. But I've just been trying to find my niche because I'm good at a lot of different things. But I've just been trying to hone in on what what's really my what am I here for? Mm. Yeah. Um, so comedy is kind of like where I'm feeling like that's really where my passion is. I'm I like to make people laugh. I like to do those types of things. So that's I'm gonna put my foot out there and, and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. See what takes place. Does Does thing. your wife feel the way that you feel? Like oh, this is her passion. I think I think this is. Like I know she did 50 things in the past, but I think this is her thing. Lane, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely is in full support of it. Like she wants to hear the jokes because I'm like I'm writing stuff, and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to tell you it yet. I want to practice it first, and then I'll <laughs> tell it to you. But she, she's super all in with um with all of it. Shout out to you. She watching right now. Appreciate okay. you. Okay. Hey, um, wifey. <laughs> so everybody, uh, so all the comedians that we have on here, we have to ask them, uh, your uh, Mount Rushmore of comedy, like the top four people that you look up to uh, as comedians? Who's your, who was on your Mount Rushmore? 
when you think about comedians? Um, top. Cedric the Entertainer. Okay. Monique. Um, Bernie Mac. <clears throat> they could be three if And you Martin. Know. Oh, okay, and Martin. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's a good uh, a good list. Jay, who'd you say yours was? Uh, Richard Pryor, Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle, George Carlin, and Patrice O'Neill. No, oh, okay. Boss lady. I saw Patrice got? O'Neill recently. Listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't be seeing him anytime soon. Well, you know he's well. Yeah, he, he passed away. No, I'm know? just saying it was a. It was what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you saw him recently. Where did you see this <laughs> nigga? <laughs> no, we were watching it. The apocalypse is near. <laughs> Watching old videos. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's harsh. She's a harsh. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah, you gotta have tough skin. Yeah, like, yeah. Extremely. He's one of those. That's why like I love a, him. Yeah. I was like, why are we watching that? <laughs> yeah. so, you, so you're not a fan. I'm not saying I'm not a fan, but yeah, I'm gonna be watching. He's him. not on your Mount Rushmore of comedy. <laughs> so who's your Mount Rushmore? Like, who are your favorite comedians? You don't like comedians? I yeah. do, but I don't have no Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. Well, all right then. Fine. Uh, Sorry. Patrice, you like? Um, do you watch? Do you, I know you don't really right, watch Paul TV. Paul Mooney, Richard Pryor, oh. um, and Martin. I went to go see him one time and literally like was crying out of my seat. Um, and Dave Chappelle. Okay, you got a heavy DC list there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, people that live in DC don't go nowhere, so I'm one of them. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I don't. It's funny. <laughs> DC got a lot of legendary comedians Comedian, like Dave yeah. Martin, yeah, uh, uh, Tommy Davidson, uh, Earthquake, uh, Dominique. Cast oh, yeah. this like, yeah, yeah it's right. like a lot it's heavy. of. But you know, Joe Claire, Eddie B had that show about comedians, and they was like, if you in the DMV growing up, you just have a lot of material, yeah, because yeah. we're in a you know a highly political environment and so there's always like news about presidents and scandals and you know mm-hmm. it's a heavy you know at one point this was like chocolate city so it was a lot of black Damn. culture so it's <clears throat> he was like to their point as far as comedians are concerned they were like well if you grow up in this community with like a sense of humor and you focus on all of the topics that you're exposed to growing up you can have excellent material f- for a comedian yeah. Which right, proves right. to be true. Yeah, yeah. we got yeah, some of the best comedians so. on the planet. And I think like that that um, that duality, like the the juxtaposition of uh, I want to use a big word. Anyway, of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of just of it being like the the capital and like the center of political of the political world, but also like you know where most of the people um, who you mentioned grew up and like where we grew up and stuff is the hood. Like it's yeah. real stuff going on. And so oh, I, I got a good question. Don't even know. What's up? For, uh, like is that stuff like in your material like like what where where do you get like your thoughts like yo i'm funny but i want to make people laugh about x blah, y blah, z blah. like where does your stuff is it like because i know kevin hart is like his family right, right so right. like where do where do you get your stuff um kind of just like everywhere like i'm i keep a little pad and like i see something like oh that's oh, you funny. old school yeah, so, got a pad and shit. You don't use the note thing, right? The, the phone. <laughs> nah, okay. I like writing it down. Just like I, I, I'm getting into ebooks, but I really like having the book. Yeah, yeah, like that's, cool. yes. that's different. Yes. Though. Yes. Yes. Well, but, but it's also the we same though. I see books. how that you know that works. And uh, um, I like that. Seinfeld, I think, spoke to the importance of uh, you know um, the things that put you in that mind frame. Like he was talking about uh, your workspace too. Like he was telling the aspiring comedian. Um, 
to to set up like to to actually you know when you get to a position where you have the, the money to do it to get an office because it's a, a separate place it's away from the house it's like if you have like a spot in the house like you working in your room or on the dining room table or something it's not a place set aside for that so your brain doesn't focus in as much as you actually going to a place that's set aside for this work and it puts your brain in a place to do it more and so uh if something uh, symbolizes that like actually writing it down as opposed to you know because because you do everything in the phone so it doesn't seem as real you know right like so having like a book that's a great you know um motivation to have those things that put you in the mind frame if i'm doing it you know because i mean you know that's what it is to do it so um, how soon, like, how early in your life did you realize you had the ability to make people laugh? Um, it's kind of, it started in school. It, okay. was, it was like middle school, because I used to be really shy. Um, and then one day I was just like, man, forget it. I ain't got no friends. I'm, I got to start talking to people. So, <laughs> and, and that was just kind of like how it started. Just like, you know, in Florida, we call it ranking. I think up here it's like Jonin' or something like that. Definitely. Everybody Jonin. has a different oh, yeah, yeah. name for it. So, you know, we be ranking on people in the school, and, and, and that's kind of just like where it started. Like, I just kind of was Florida? really quick with it. Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Hey, Shout hey, out to, yeah. 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 All the craziest people are from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not hey, gonna, look, I'm Florida, not man. I disagree with you. I'm not going to yeah. You can't, because you there. You right, know. Yeah, 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 that nigga's on to something there. Right. Yeah, you know, shout out to Duval County. That's where I started. Hey. Yeah, yeah. So, but look, you saw um, Atlanta. Where he was talking oh, about yeah, Florida, Florida man. man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 an ongoing thing. Like the craziest headlines start off that way. Florida, Florida man. <laughs> then it's like ran you know, into whatever. a building, right? With, it's, with so it's like it became like its own. It, it has its own legs, like Florida man. Like yeah, so they made it into know whatever comes after that is some ridiculousness. It started you know, people, as oh, I'm sorry, because no. people do they think it's just this Disney World and retirement. Yeah, you know, that's thing the thing. Going yeah. On, but yeah. It, it's, it's definitely it's psychosis not. down there. <laughs> that's like, that's one area that's literally just Orlando. Yeah, right. yeah. And then yeah, that is it. <laughs> But you know that's that's <laughs> how it is here too. The world knows about what's portrayed. I know on they TV see the White House and the monument. Then you come across that bridge. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my trick daddy say you don't know my Florida. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever run into Trick Daddy at any? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, that's no, Miami, I Dave. Would like to. But um, but so you are preparing to uh to to venture out there and do your first uh. A gig? Have you set a time or a date or anything like that? Or did you I find an open mic? I, to? I, I do set goals for myself. Yeah. To try to, That's to how try you to do it. Yeah. So I gave myself a month to, okay. to really write, take my time, come up with a set, and do my first open mic. Um, the, I forgot, is it Kenneth? The guy that works with us? Oh, yeah. He yeah, gave me okay. a few Facebook pages to follow comedians because they're always posting them. So yeah. when it becomes that time, I'm, I'm going to start looking, and then I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot. Dave, are you going happens. to? Huh? Because uh, it's been three years. Huh? Dave coming with me, y'all. Huh? Dave coming with me. It's been me. three years and huh? promised us. Huh? Dave promised y'all something? Dave huh? promised. I didn't wait, wait. You putting the word promise mic. on there. I ain't never say the word promise. Promise ain't never come out of my no. mouth. All right, y'all. Since we on live, Dave will be having an upcoming comedy show. I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do a set. I'm going to do a set. I am. Along with Ashley. I got my uh my. I can host the joint. Y'all want me to do an event for y'all so y'all can get you. Nah, you are. Right. You ain't got to do it. Ah. 
now. Because you know it'll be official then. Don't go through all the trouble. That sounds like a deal to me. No, I'm not going to back out. But no, I was going to say, you know, that Jay is another person that you could be tuned into, like, for when you're ready to jump out there. Because, you know, I know you got a lot. And Eddie B, you know, you know, I know he does, like, the... But does he have an open mic, though? I know Ralph does, though. We have Ralph. I got an open mic. Cause Eddie, Eddie came and did what five minutes at my joint. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sitting here with the open mic. Well, no, cause I didn't know that he had comedy at the open mic. Cause, cause my, I have my open been mic here is just a general open mic. Yeah, it's right here in this place, right? Yeah, but definitely uh, Eddie B came and did a set. That's a bet. Well, I had everybody through. rolling. When's the next one? Uh, the twenty eighth. February 28th. That's close. Like, when's the one after that? that? Nah, that's when's it. The, when's the next one that's after enough. that? That's what? You said the 28th. When's yeah, the next one after that? Two weeks. You got two weeks. No, no. When's the next to one after that? Come see Dave. Jay, see, slow down. February 28th. Pump your brakes. You're going to see Dave. Come Dave see Dave. Nah, I'll do it. Yeah, at yeah, Nubian I'm Human. I'm in. February 28th. I'm in 100%. At the Let's Native Tongue. Hey, look. Let's do this. It's recorded. I'm saying I'm in 100%. I'm going to do two. I'm going to do 30 seconds. Nah, you get five minutes. Give you five minutes. Comedy. How you look? Because as you up. as you know, thirty seconds is like ten minutes. I know, no, I know. Comedy and that's set. why I, that's why I went down every and time. You'll so learn. Do, you'll learn. So I'm gonna do six and a half seconds. And um, <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna do. Uh, yeah, I'll do, I'll do it. You gonna come through the twenty eighth yeah, here? Right here. All right. So you gonna have some stuff ready? No, I'm Me and you gonna do it. No, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. You gave yourself I'm, a month, a two months support. ago. Yeah, that'll be that's <laughs> enough time. It's still on, what, two what weeks. You, what you gonna do? Come on now. If I do, if I go, you go. Let's go. Let's do it. Five moves. Let's make the commitment right here. That's peer pressure. But don't don't tell her all. She don't know that. It's been three years for you, Dave. I know you've been writing jokes for a while. Yeah, yeah. I got my set. You know, I'm just up. Okay, all right. I give so you some time. So your set gonna be fire because you. Oh wait a minute! Don't do that. That's the pressure right there. Because look, no, um, uh, uh, Seinfeld again. Like that's one of the comedians that I really like study and follow. And so, and I was watching an interview with him. And he was talking about how somebody did that to him. It was like the funniest guy in the world like they were introducing him and they were like here's the funniest guy ever blah 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 he was like don't ever do that because like when you build somebody up like that now the audience is just looking at you like oh really hey you know, mr like, funniest guy in the world yeah yeah what funny. you got for it so yeah don't do that but um but yeah you got to undersell so i'm gonna just be moderately funny uh but yeah I'm, i'll do it i'll be there i'll, I'll uh, there we have make it happen Got some so was it something specific um, <laughs> that that happened? Because you said you started being funny, and um, you know uh, you started to notice that you had that ability uh, in uh, in school with the uh, what they call in Florida. You didn't say snapping. Ranking. Ranking. Okay. Ranking. Yeah. Snapping, joning, uh, the dozens. There's so many names for it. And then um, you know you you just uh, decided recently, you know, or you. Uh, left the job recently to decide to put your all into it but was it something that happened something specific that made you make that decision or was it just like you was finally like all right i'm gonna do it a little bit of both so kind of like since middle school you know kids you know like oh yeah. man you're funny and i'm like okay whatever then i joined the army and then you know it kind of just like transitioned there like every time i'm hanging out with people we're in the barracks or whatever you know for people who don't know that's military housing that's not so great um, <laughs> but we're in the barracks and you know we're just having a good time we're laughing but it was kind of like when I got out of the army and I started working at the hospital on Fort Hood um, my boy David was like yo you, you're ridiculously funny you should do comedy I was like man I'm not getting up there I'm not gonna embarrass myself yeah. and then <laughs> he just kept saying it and then other people was kind of like agreeing and then 
I met you, and then you just kind of nowhere was like, you're funny. You got like great comedic time, and I'm like, all right. You know, I believe in signs and stuff coming to you, and I'm like, maybe I should just go ahead and take that leap and see where it takes me. And Look at how I be influencing people's lives. Y'all don't believe that I. You're taking it too far. That's no. <laughs> I changed your life. I made you a better person, <laughs> and I need my. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just it's funny that you took Dave's advice about comedic. Time. And, and you realize, that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cause this nigga. Right, how does he okay. know? All right, you know, all right. It says so, the nigga with the lollipop on his side. But anyway, no, just, but yeah, no, we going. Uh, but yeah, um, the twenty eighth, you said. Yes. All right. So February twenty eighth. The last Friday of the month, Black History Month. Yeah. yeah oh, the, the feature. The feature artist is Cecily Alexa, who's a, a excellent vocalist too. So yeah, I saw that. I'm gonna dope, be there. Dope. Okay. okay, everybody coming through. Right yeah, right here. I wonder if so. I've asked comedians about this too, and I want to get your take on it. Like. Uh, do you think like you should have people like that you know there for your first time, uh, or do you uh, want to do it? Because uh, like some people be like, yeah, it's good to have that support system, but then other people are like, nah, I don't want people. To, if I bomb, I don't want people to see, you know. And I had this conversation with my wife, and she was like, oh, I'm like, no, you're not gonna be there. She was like, but it's gonna be your first time. I'm like, no, because you, I'm, I'm gonna be focused on you. Right, right, right. Because you know, it's were. like, I, I, and I'm sure this is for everybody, but you know, I have this thing where I want her to be proud. So like if I'm if I'm up there focusing on you and I'm just distracted, then I'm not going to be able. I feel like I'm not going to be able to get my my best foot forward. Right, right. Yeah. Jay, did you uh did you have people? Well, I guess you probably because Eddie was there. Well, yeah, all my performances I had people there because just because of the event. So what right. I don't know if they were necessarily there for me, but it, they were just like dope events. So they was going to be there whether right, I was right. or not. So it just so happened to be. So that 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 time that you there. that you bombed in the basement. <laughs> was the people there? Like, was your yeah, uh, yeah? Because you remember, I told you I got off stage, and my man, my man Spoon was like, "Jay, you was using way too many big words, bro." <laughs> <laughs> so, but so it was good because it's like, because Spoon, if you know Spoon, he a comedian, but he just, had to be with a name like Spoon. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm, no, just, I'm just saying, saying. <laughs> he he genuine though. Shout out to Spoon though. Yeah, shout out for like not being like, "Oh, you did all right, Jay. Just do go. You gonna do better?" Like that's not the shit, motherfuckers need to hear. Just like how. I was saying you can't watch Patrice O'Neal with like soft skin because he says shit that's going to fuck with your mind. But same thing, <laughs> like my friends, and I, I'm the same way. Yeah. He was like, yo, Jay, you fucked up, nigga. You was using way too many big words. He's like, this ain't the crowd for that shit, bro. You, you know, it wasn't that like, oh, it's okay. Like, nah, nigga, it's not okay. You fucking bombed up that motherfucker. Right, right. And this is what you got to do <laughs> next time to not fucking bomb. Yeah, yeah, like that whole yeah. consoling, like, oh, rub your, like, nah, nigga, you fuck <laughs> off me, nigga. I fucked oh my up. God. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> all that to say, so when I, I had another comedian, because I'm rough as a host. Yeah, I'm going to try to yeah. be gentle with y'all if y'all suck. <laughs> but like, one, one of my close friends got up and did comedy, and this nigga, bomb. I gave that nigga the business. I was like, who? I, was like, I can't believe I let you get up there on the motherfucking <laughs> mic, nigga. Like, and so I gave him the blues, but it's like, I love him. It's like, no. He nigga, don't believe it, though. You, well, have, he... to, you have to come <laughs> correct. I, I haven't heard go, from him since that day. But go I love work him. on your five minutes. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, nah, nah, nigga, need I ain't going to be like, oh, yeah, that was that good. Nah, nigga, it wasn't good. You tried so really like, hard. I love you. So it's yeah, like, I, your yeah. friends is going to be like, oh, that was good. I, you know, like, no, nigga, I don't want to be the nigga that leads you astray. Right. Just right, like I right. appreciated Spoon when I got off the stage after bombing. Like, not only did he tell me I bombed, he told me why. 
Like, yeah, yo, yeah, them motherfucking big ass words. He was taking the, notes. Yeah, like, it's like, this ain't the crowd for that shit, yeah. That shit worked downtown, but nah, nigga. Yeah, you yeah. in the basement, nigga. Right, right. These niggas drunk off cr- Hennessy and pills and shit. Don't nobody want to hear about politics and shit, nigga? And I was like, oh, note taken. Right, right, yeah. So, and, and bombing is a part of the process. That's That's one thing that I've gathered from, like, all of my comedian friends. Have said that it's it's necessary that if nothing else, just to get it out of the way, you know what I'm saying, and to to understand that it's not the end of the world, you know what I'm saying, that you can do it, and everybody has a bad. That should feel like it though when you yeah yeah no nah, yeah yeah. <laughs> you go traveling to an abyss like oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I've like I've like uh, you know when I first started performing uh, as an artist like rapping, I've had shows where I like messed up bad or like you know. There's something, and you know, you regroup and re, you know, get it back together. But I, you know, I can say I've never been like comedy, and that's why it's so different. Because, and we, you know, we were talking about before, like the difference between you know being an artist and being a comedian. Like, you get it right there. Like, I've never been booed as a you know as a rapper. So I mean, I would, but I know like it's more of an immediate response. Like, even yeah, if you do bad, yeah, even if you do bad as a uh, performing a song, like people are just they might get quiet or yeah, you feel it. Like, right, nigga, but you're job. right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but as a comedian, they want to laugh. So if you're not making them laugh, it's like, yeah. So this is all not helping me. <laughs> Be, Be ready right, for the but uh. But I hope hopefully it's helping uh, Ashton in some way. I don't know. Is it uh, encouraging? To, no, to talk is. about how terrible it can be. Yes, <laughs> I like to be prepared right, as right. much as you can. What do you right. think about internet comedians? Are you going to incorporate internet skits into what you do? What you're going to do? That's definitely something that I, I do want to do because um, I do like um, the acting aspect of it, and you know, just putting your content out there because it, it uh, it's all coming from you. It's all coming from what you enjoy doing. So, you know, whatever platform. I can use to just inspire and make people laugh and just change the narrative, mm-hmm. you know, about a lot of different things. It's, it's kind of just like what my goal is. Yeah, so, and I know comedians, um, you know, draw a lot from their life and uh, life yeah. and uh, personal experiences. How much has being married uh, given you, like, as a, <laughs> as a subject? That's kinda, a whole set right Right, there. right, yeah. <laughs> it's comedians Material. that, you know, only talk about, you know, uh, you know, Rodney Dangerfield and take my wife, please, and stuff, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So has that, you know, I know it's probably a wealth of material right there, just married life. It is. Um, we'll be married five years in October. Oh, um, congratulations. So it is a lot of material, which also inspired us to um, start a podcast that we're doing, you know, on marriage and just kind of everything on the in-between. And, you know, you know, and being in relationships, you go through a lot, um, especially mm-hmm. for me. My wife, well, I would say we have three kids now, but you know, of course, when I came in it, it was it was them and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of lessons great. learned, a lot of you know ups and downs. But I feel relationship like relationship you know, building and stuff. Yes, yeah, because yeah. yeah. um, it, it it was four relationships that I had to build. Yeah, um, yeah. Not just me and her, and that and that's kind of like what we're doing with the podcast. Um, we're, we're actually going to try to put our first episode out next Saturday. Okay. And like I said, it's it's just changing the narrative again because you know people like to look at it as if our relationship is different, but it's not. Right, <laughs> it's right, the same. Yeah. We got we got the same thing. We got the same bad kids. <laughs> <laughs> same all of that. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. Um, that, yeah, that's that's just pretty much what it is. But yeah, it's, it's it motivates a lot of the things you know with the material. I, I did write a few jokes, you know, with my wife with the kids. 
Um, and just stuff that I see going on, you know, around the world. I just try to take stuff from everything. Is your family prepared to be the butt of your jokes? Or are they going to be like, listen, you want to stop talking about <laughs> your sex? You said you weren't going to say nothing about that. <laughs> they better be prepared because <laughs> I, I make jokes about them at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying not to name, just change the names and stuff. Like, uh, who's the Chris Rock who said he has a real wife and then a a comedian, a a comic wife. Like, the wife that he uses in his comedy is not necessarily. Nigga ain't got neither now. Right, well, he's, yeah. (laughs) I guess it didn't work. So don't do that. Whatever you do, don't do what Chris did. Let's not do that. No, take it. Right. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Neither one of them was with it. Right, right, right. They wasn't feeling it. So, So, yeah, but, um, I really appreciate you, uh, uh, first of all, just, you know, coming through here and having this conversation with us, but also having the, uh, you know, the chutzpah to, uh, <laughs> to to chase your dreams. It's such an inspiration. Hate you. To meet people. Nah, that's, uh, that's Jewish. That's a... <laughs> but you still do you, it, nigga. Hate but, uh, you. But, uh, <laughs> <Eat> you. <laughs> we gonna get some letters about that. But, uh, <laughs> Yes, anyway, that's, that's, a little, that's a little racist, but uh, <laughs> like this much. But um, don't send him to balls, lady. Nah, yeah, the the, the comments by Jason are his alone. But um, hey. Hey. I don't even remember what I was saying. But anyway, um, he's wrapping question, this shit up, Dave. The question that I always like to ask, um, everybody that comes on here, I always appreciate the answers that I get uh, because it's introspective. Is um, if you had an opportunity to talk to um. A younger version of yourself let's say 12 year old Ashley like knowing everything you know right now you know all the stuff that you've been through in your life and and uh, all the wisdom that you've um you know accrued over time what would that conversation be like like what would you say to 12 year old Ashley Brown that uh, that everything is gonna work out and don't be afraid to be you yeah. Hmm. Yeah. powerful yeah yeah and um, it's uh, I know it's a lot of people out there, and I don't even know if this question is uh, it's appropriate. Well, I don't want to say appropriate, but uh, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. There's a lot of people out there that's uh, you know um, trying to look for the right uh, way to start, you know, and you're just starting. But um, is it any specific steps that you would advise anybody to take to start out, you know, in comedy, or um, I would just say in general you know, that support system. And, you know, you can't do it all by yourself. So you need some folks, you know, that's gonna have your back. Um, And just don't be afraid to just go out there, you know, and if you fall, figure out what made you fall and, you know, just be realistic. If it it isn't for you, then do something else. Because there's nothing wrong with reinventing yourself. Um, But as long as you just continue to push forward and don't allow, you know, that fall down to keep you where you are, just keep going. That's awesome. That was me, for me specifically because on the t- apparently I'm doing some comedy on the 28th. Yes, I didn't know. Yes. I came into this day not knowing that that was what was happening, but apparently we've decided here on the show. I mean, the, time so, is, um, the time is now, Dave. That's what I, I have a song Three years, uh, called that. We're not going to talk about that anymore. Is that what we're not going to do? <laughs> if, um, I could, um, if I could chime in, I want to sure. just give you some yeah. encouragement. Um, I heard you use the word realistic. Um, I think that um, especially as um, I'm not even call it I'm not even gonna call it entrepreneurship, call it your grind, like your own personal. You create your reality. So what's re- realistic is in the realm that you're in. So you create that. Every every move that you make, every decision you make, every show that you do, every joke that you tell, 
is from your power, no one else's. So mm. that while their perception is, you know, specific to them of you, if you operate from within your own power, you create your own reality. So everything's realistic. So just keep grinding and congratulations. Appreciate that. And that's why we had Patrice Proofing. on the show with us because <laughs> she dropped them gems every now and again, and it's just a single tear just rolls down my cheek, and it's beautiful. <laughs> no, but it's no, that was awesome though. No, that was deep though. You I was ridiculous. Like, I was going, you. you know, I thank was going to make some jokes that. about it, but that was mm-hmm. that was yeah. Thank you. Well, I made some jokes about it. No, anyway. <laughs> But yeah, man. So uh, I want to thank uh, Ashley Brown for coming through. I have a a, um, a friend that I grew up with uh, named Ashley Rivers. So I kept wanting to say Ashley Rivers. I'm so glad I didn't because I'm so good at destroying people's names and people looking at I me like, that. who are you talking to? You know. So I'm glad I didn't do that. But uh, shout out to Ashley Rivers wherever you are in your life right now. But <laughs> I'm sure you're winning somewhere. But also shout out to Boss Lady for coming through and hey. sitting there with us. It's so hey. good to have you here. It's always fun when you're in the building. Shout out to Patrice for coming in hot halfway through the show and, and, and dropping some gems, though. And they say you was out there cussing me out on that. I was like, no. But, uh, <laughs> and thank you guys so much for watching. This is the Neighborish Live Cast, live from the Nubian Human and, and the Anacostia Art Center in Historic Anacostia, Southeast Washington, D.C. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with the owner and operator of Nubian Human, Anika Hobbs, I'm and uh, she'll come in and, and hang out with us. And, and possibly Wes Felton. Okay. This nigga gets his schedule together. But we're going <laughs> to okay. get Wes. He's going to be on here soon. Eventually. Eventually. You know, <laughs> shout out to Wes he's Felton. He's penciled though. in for next week. Right? right, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll find. If y'all see this nigga, ask him what's up. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, you got anything to promote? Yeah, of course. Uh Oh, this Thursday. Maybe not. Oh, no. <laughs> we're hosting So Far Sounds. Uh, if y'all familiar with them, they're a pop up concert series f- all over the world. So if you can go to So Far Sounds DC, I think uh, they'll show all of the schedule of their performances. It's Black History Month. So, of course, they chose our spot to do their Black History Month shit. But I'm cool with that. You know, so I'm cool with that. And then uh, next, the Friday after next, the 28th, uh, <laughs> Dave is featuring at the uh, huh? Native, Native Tongue. No, it's the, it's the girl uh, that's featuring, nah, right? No, I'm just playing. Yeah, I was about to say, don't do that. Yeah, Native, Native Tongue, D.C. <laughs> Full uh, second mic. for comedy. Every, every last Friday of the month, this month's features uh, Cecily, Alexa. She got a hot new video out, too. It's real dope. Let me uh, check it out. Yeah. yeah, it's real dope. It's something about black love and shit. It's all majestic and shit. Shout out to Cecily. <laughs> and then, uh, shit. Is then, that what that is up there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then uh, next month is our big, big event, our big annual event, the Black Love Experience over at the Ark uh, over off Mississippi and Southern Avenue. That's March 21st. That's just a uh, celebration of, of blackness. So we're going to have panel discussions, vendors, performances, food, uh uh, healing sessions, all types of things to uh, regenerate mm. and uh, organize and mobilize our community here in D.C. to do business with each other, to love each other, to support each other, and with tangible ways, means, and direction to get all of the things that we want to get accomplished, accomplished. So that's the Black Love Experience next month, March 21st. Be there. Yeah. Don't, don't. That's all I got to <laughs> do. All right. Proof it. Proof it. Um... The only thing I have week. is, yes, training every day. Every day, I'm Six sorry. days a week. Start at 5 a.m. and at 8.30 p.m. in District Heights. Right over by the, I call it the old model furniture because I think it's one of the first ones. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> off yeah. Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, 
guys, men and women. I had a guy actually early this morning. It was his first day back in the gym since he played football in college. So nice. No matter nice. where you um where you're starting from in your journey, whether it's your first time in the gym or your season trying to get back into the game, or you just want to lose weight or just get your mental health in order. Come see me, fruitfit.com. Mm-hmm. I'm Patrice Fruitfit Jones on Facebook and Fruitfit, F-R-U-F-I-T on Instagram. Great, great. Boss lady, you bring it back to unit? Yes, uh, yes, no? no? Okay, uh, all right, all right. The unit is a Facebook group and that's it. It's a um, hilarious Facebook group. It's <laughs> my favorite. Um, I do have something coming up. I'm, oh, hey, look at that. I didn't know. Go ahead. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing an event called Prom Promise. Okay. And it is... My um, nonprofit, which is called Auntie's Baby, uh, the Lock Mojo, and First Ladies of Diamond Class. We are collecting prom dresses, suits, tuxedos, accessories for children who may not be able to afford to go to the prom. Mm. And we're also soliciting donations from people who can donate dresses, suits, accessories, um, limousine services. Mm. Uh, makeup services, nail services, hair, uh, barbers, everything. We're soliciting everything because on May the 1st, we're doing a big event to give away these these things that we've collected and raffle off some prizes to some great youth who may not be able to go to the prom without, without our help. Okay. We got, yeah, we got two months, May the 1st. So, yeah, we're going to get on that. Send me some links and, uh, you know, keep me posted. I'm going to make sure we uh, hype that and make sure we get some folks to... Will do. Donate time and money. Oh, and we give uh, away community service hours as well. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, definitely. Yeah, I didn't even know you had something. You got something great. Look at that. It's on the internet right now. It is? Yeah. Yeah, send me a link. I didn't know. I will. It's all your fault. But uh, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> right. And again, thank you so much, Ashley, for coming through. Uh, this has been. The neighborish slag. I almost forgot what the name of the show was. I was it's been something. It's been, a, it's been a great show. I always enjoy having these conversations with you guys. Join us next week uh, for more uh, laughter, education, and fun. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Neighbors Livecast. Peace. Peace.